Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Straw Buzz Group Get the Buzz podcast. The Straw Buzz Group is made up of seven adults with a learning disability and is based in Oma, Northern Ireland. It's a self-advocacy group that tries to help other people with a learning disability to have a voice in the community and to educate others about what learning disability is all about. The group's been going for over 21 years and so as you would imagine they have a lot of experience between them all but there is still a lot more work to be done to help others understand what the lives of people with a learning disability are like in today's world. In our first episode you met Joanne and Darren as they talked about their friendship and today I'd like to welcome three other members of the group, Podrick, John Paul and Gareth. So hello everyone. Hello, Louise. Hello, Louise. Hello, Louise. Okay, Podrick, could you start by introducing yourself and tell us what town you live in, who you live with, if you like the area that you live in? I live, I live in, in Oma. With my, I live with my mom and my dad and my dear, bro- and my dear brothers. But I have a bath at um, all. And do you like the area you live in? I I do. Um, Gareth, could you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your personality? Hello, Louise. Thank you very much. Um, my personality, I suppose it can be it can be outgoing. It also can be very serious um, when I want to be. I can I can crack a few jokes, you know. I enjoy some humor. I laugh quite a bit. I, I tend to be outgoing and there's also like, I mean, days where... You can get quite um, quite stressed or quite down. And I mean, everybody has days like that, but, you know, I, I try to be upbeat. So I do. Yeah, and that's right. Gareth, everybody has bad days, don't they? Yes. Um, everyone has their good and bad days. Yes. Um, and do you live independently, Gareth? Do you live in your own, your own home? Uh, I live on my own. I, I have lived on my own for... Um, since I was about 27, 28. So it's been quite a number of years. And uh, I, I quite enjoy living on my own because it, you can you can sort of plan your own day without like anybody else trying to plan for you. And uh, you've got like plenty of opportunities to go out and, and just like have a, a routine. And, you know, you try and you try and keep to it as much as possible and you try and go out and meet friends and uh, you try and actually maintain your house as well. That, that's the most important thing as well. So you need, need to actually just like clean and uh, just make sure everything is working. And because uh, you're on your own, you just need to, you know, be aware of that, you know, because no one, no one else will be like coming in to, to clean. To clean or like, because it's, it's all about you. It's all about your independence mm-hmm. and uh, just basically having to uh, live your life the way that you want to uh, because, uh, you know, you try and live life independent from your parents. So they're not going to be like holding your hand all the time. You kind of answered my next question, Gareth, which was going to be, what's the best thing about living independently on your own? But I think you've covered that already. Well, you just have a wee bit more freedom. You, know, you try and be responsible. You have to try and be mindful of that, and Get just ha- just be cl- just have a sort of maintaining the house, and mm-hmm. so um, it's... yeah, that's a you always have to be aware of those kind of things, don't you, Gareth? Yeah. Um. Finally, John Paul, I know you're originally from a place called Fintner, 
And what sort of a place is Fintner? Is it a busy place? Yes, it's it's an, a nice town. It was a good Bosnian town, yes. Unfortunately, there's a lot of businesses have closed down, even though we have two supermarkets and a corner shop and a few shops and that and pubs. Um, it is, it's, it's, it's just like any small town, you know. It, 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 it has this good points and bad points. Mm-hmm. It's, when I was younger, I would have been in touch more with other people around my age group and even with my brothers and sisters being with their friends. And actually, uh, it was fun growing up in the 80s. I liked listening to music, old music, uh, 80s style. I also love going to the theatre. And um, I do that. And um, actually, um, would go with my friends down to the shop or go down for a walk or go to the cafe, <laughs> the darling for the cafes. And I also like swimming. I like, um, I used to be with the Special Olympics. Uh, actually, I also love going over in holidays. Um, the furthest, um, I've been to England, Scotland, Wales, and I've been um, to Spain and Place I like going on holiday. You're probably answering some questions now. I was going to ask you later right. on, but um, <laughs> well, fire away, <laughs> Podrick. Can you tell us a bit about what sort of things you like to do in your spare time? Well, I like I like all the Jordan nights in at the Lola's uh, at the Lola's with, with, with my friends, and also um, I do banding banding with, with my family and and do it, but uh, babbling me and and all, and all that stuff. Uh, I I went to the entire Dalai Lama. I do the life skills on a duty, and, and I on a, on a Friday I do I I D D like the the murders, and I like to do the Dalits, and Dalit is very good, and I really enjoy it, and meet and meet new friends in the Dalits. I like I like the I like all I like all the deaf problem teachers in there do as well. Okay, thank you for telling us about that, Podrick. John Paul, I know that you live in a house with other people, mm-hmm. supported living house. Um, what's it like sort of sharing a house with other people? Um, it's good. We do get on with each other and we do have laughs and, and have a great time in that. Me and one of my co-tenants um, and actually um, we have our ups and downs and at times when I get stressed out or if I get d- depressed, I would try to go to my room or um try and go out or I would try and think it through the the what I'm thinking about. I'm actually um looking forward to a new tenant moving in. The last person moved out so um we we have um we do keep the peace at times. Yeah. Um but it's like anything, it's like when you're living with anybody, you people have ups and downs. Like sometimes, you know, if I have a low mood day, or if I ring somebody or that, or I talk, to, or I'm very good at talking to the staff, and they're helpful, and they want to help you, mm-hmm. and they have your best interest at heart, even though sometimes I'm not assertive enough and ask for more help, I, I will try and do that a lot better than I did before. So I suppose it's a bit like living with a big giant family, uh-huh. and the way that families all get on sometimes, uh-huh. and fall out with each other yes. sometimes, and uh-huh. it's just like that for everybody. Um, and Gareth... I know that you work five days a week. So what kind of place do you work in and what sort of work do you do? 
Uh, well, I work in the remit of uh, daycare services and I am in a place that is uh, filled with elderly people during the day. So it's like a daycare centre. I actually work in just the clerical, just doing the clerical end of things. And I, I work, actually, I am between two offices. So I'm sort of lucky that I am have two offices, to be honest. I, I have free reign and I can just flip back and forth between the two. Um, That's busy. Yes, busy job. Yes, and there's like... Uh, there's like a whole dedicated team who works uh, on on the floor in um, in the day center, um, and they're they're really inspiring, really hardworking. They they know what they're doing, and they they, they care for the elderly um, very well. I would say it's like they perform so well, and they're they're always very friendly people. Uh, like uh, sometimes I would like usually do work for them as well. You know, I would um, print stuff off for them, and uh, so it sounds like they're they're really grateful to have an extra pair of hands like you, Gareth, there yes, to help them. Yeah, there's like um, it's basically just like an office environment, like for me. So it's just like computer work and photocopying and um, emailing and doing like word processing and doing bit of poster work and maybe doing a wee a few notices and things so, so a bit of everything yeah a bit of bit of everything yeah okay it sounds to me and like anybody else listening that you all have very busy lives so I was actually quite lucky that I've actually managed to get you all here together today <laughs> um well the main reason that we're all here today is to present the straw buzz group does room 101 I don't know if our listeners here have uh, seen Room 101 on the TV with Frank Skinner. I have. For our listeners who haven't seen it, Room 101 is a kind of a competition where you get to tell everyone about some things that you really don't like. I then have to judge which of these things sound like they're the worst, most annoying things, and then the worst things get put into Room 101. So hopefully... As we go along, things will become a bit clearer for anyone who's never seen Room 101. Now, we have four subjects today that Gareth, John, Paul and Podrick want to talk about. And our listeners at home can maybe have a think at the same time about them too and what sort of things annoy them. So our first subject is healthcare. Gareth, can you start off by telling me the thing that most annoys you in healthcare? I know it's a big area, but what would be something that you really don't like? What I can say is I've experienced this uh, issue most of the time whenever I'm going in and then I'm like the, there's an appointment scheduled and I'm meeting the GP. So whenever I go in and there's someone always there with me as well, whenever I go in and then they, they, the GP calls me in, it's the uh, other person who's... Uh, basically tell me about my issues or my symptoms or how I'm feeling. It's not myself who is uh, discussing how I feel or what my symptoms are. It's 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 the person who's with me who is um, saying to the doctor how I am and how I'm feeling and if I'm not well and they're describing what is going on with me. So... 
So you'd really rather that the doctors and people in healthcare would actually speak directly to you and not be speaking to the person that's with you? Yeah, I, I feel that like I'm the one who has the symptoms or I'm, I'm feeling sick and I should actually tell them how I'm feeling, you know, instead of the other person because the, the other person is not going through what I'm going through in, at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. And that's fair enough, Gareth. I think most people would understand, you know, that would annoy most people um, when you don't Indeed. get to speak for yourself. Um, so moving on to you, Podrick, could you tell me about what really annoys you in healthcare? I don't like dating the blood. I, like, I don't like dating the blood, but I like dating uh, a jade on my arm. I don't, I don't like that. Does it? make you feel nervous Podrick having to wait to get the injection done I I do I do have we've been, we've been nervous um and do you have to wait a long time sometimes you can wait a long time getting blood tests done yeah and does it make you sort of ever feel a bit sort of funny a bit lightheaded or anything mm, don't ever do yes yeah so um that's something you could do without getting a blood test done yeah mm-hmm I think everybody understands that one too that would uh not be anyone's favourite thing to do. No. Bad. That's great. Thank you, Podrick. Um, and John Paul, what would be something that you really don't like about healthcare? The fear before going in, uh, the noise of drills. Um, when you go to the dentist, I don't like going to the dentist and the drills, especially when you have a filling and it hurts your teeth and that. And um, I don't like... I know they're they're doing their job. Dentists are looking out for you to have healthy teeth and that. They don't want to see your teeth rotten, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put that into room one hundred one. Um, yes, goodness knows nobody, nobody in the world likes to hear the sound of a dentist mm-hmm. drill. Uh-huh. Right. Well, I've got a dentist appointment coming up soon, so now I'm I'm already thinking about that, uh-huh. John Paul. Now that you've uh-huh. mentioned that. Um, I think it's good for dentists to think maybe about how someone with a learning disability might feel when they're visiting the dentist. Uh-huh. That it can be quite scary uh-huh. um, and that maybe they can think about what they can do to make it easier for people. Like yes. explaining what's going to happen. So I've just listened to what all three of you have said about what you don't like in healthcare. I agree that nobody else likes dentist drills or having blood tests done, but um, Gareth's... Um, idea about doctors that talk to someone about his symptoms and not him I think that is what should go into room 101 sometimes you just don't get an edge don't get a word in edgeways because um, you know the other person knows you inside out so they're they're the one doing all the talking and they've they've got your best interests at heart haven't they but it's just you you want to talk about it yourself yeah I I mean I, I know most things and I know most most of ailments and most uh, symptoms so uh... well we'll put that into room 101 let's move on to our next subject which is food now there are lots of nice things about food some of you may be listening to this podcast thinking what will I have for dinner or I wonder where I left that bar of chocolate or some of you may be thinking I must get extra Brussels sprouts and liver at the shop or perhaps not Okay, so yes, Gareth, can you start off by telling us what you would put into Room 101? Uh, by the way, I would never want to eat liver, to be honest. It sounds disgusting. I don't think anybody um, does. 
<laughs> I actually would like to put uh, boring canteen food into Room 101. Do you want to tell us why that would be? Well, the meals that I get, I think, for five days a week, um, you know, they're they're lovely. You know, they're, they are lovely. They're, they're quite tasty too. But the, th- the thing is that there always seems to be two or three ingredients that always go into each and every dish and um, you know it's 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 either like a filling or just like some something to bulk the the meal out you know um and uh, you know it's like carrots or sweet corn or peas that like that's that would be the main sort of three ingredients that would always be in like a certain dish like not all the time but most of the time that's what would be in it like most of the most of the time so it just gets be those like three things yeah it just gets a bit boring after a while yeah i mean um i mean as i say the the dishes are are quite quite tasty and you know for one pound fifty you know there's a lot of bang for your buck whoever is making it um i would just like the cooks or the chefs to have a wee bit more of a uh, run imagination about what what would go into the the dish yeah i can understand that because i often make sure day if you have a nice dinner tonight you like you really look forward to getting something when you know it's coming and it's going to be nice yeah and if it's the same boring thing again you kind of like it's not really something to look forward to yeah yeah the sweet corner song just ugh yeah, no. just never want to see carrots and sweet corn and peas ever again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Podrick, moving on to you, can you tell us about what you would like to put into Room 101 and why? I would like to put the Spanish food into Room 101. Okay, so Spanish food. So you'll have to tell us a little bit about why you'd like to put Spanish food into Room 101. Um, I hate dumping on a holiday that was I of the date. I was with my parents. It's dotted bonnet, did deep bonnie. I was ill but a day. It drops at the end of the holiday. It had a blood bad effort on my dormant. This put me off bunny boot altogether. Okay, Padre, I can completely understand that. Lots of us have eaten something a bit dodgy at some point in our lives and suffered some Horrible side effects that we don't want to talk about. Um, and it can actually put your feet in something forever, as you say, Podrick. I had a bad experience with some red wine once and felt terrible the next day. And I've never been able to drink red wine ever since, ever. That's, that's too much red wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's actually too much. There was nothing wrong with it. But... Um, John Paul, finally, can you tell us about what you want to put in Room 101? Well, particularly, Louise, uh, I would like to put in spicy food into 101. Okay, Um, and what about spicy food don't you like? I don't like it because it leaves your mouth dry and it takes a couple of hours to uh, get the taste away and it can make you cough as well. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I I keep buying it sometimes and think I'm going to be all right, but, you know... Keep trying it, and uh-huh. then, and you're always disappointed. Yes, I'm always disappointed. <laughs> I should learn my lesson. <laughs> uh-huh. You end up finishing it. Um, yes, I would. Sometimes, if it's too dry, I don't. I just spice it out in the the bin. 
Yeah, well, you can actually, if you mix something cold and cool in with it, sometimes mm-hmm. it can make it better. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I know spicy food isn't for everyone. I can see why it's not for you, John Paul. I once ate a kebab, was probably with the red wine, with chili sauce um, that was so spicy, it actually hurt my mouth and it was painful. So uh, I think you can get some chilies that are like... Yeah. Really hot. I think you remember you telling me that before. Uh-huh. 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 Mm-hmm. I can see Gareth nodding away. Sounds like my cup of tea, to be honest. Does it? You like that? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all about the spicy food. Are you? You're braver than the rest of us, then. <laughs> right, so, as the judge of today's Room 101, I can see that boring canteen food can make life a bit dull. And I know that spicy food isn't for everyone. But then there are also people who love it, like Gareth. So I think we will have to put Spanish food into room 101. Apologies to any Spanish listeners. Okay, so now we're going to move on to the subject of animals and anything to do with them that annoys or upsets you. John Paul, can you tell us what you've chosen to put in room 101? I would like to put circus circus animals into room 101. I don't like the whips and canes to trainers' use. And cruelty, I think it's wrong. I think, uh, first of all, I thought it was a good idea, but but it wasn't for slapping or whipping animals. That's cruel. I think, you know, it's better uh, with particular animals like lions and that. I was at a circus one time, and the first act that came on was a man training lions to sit on a, um, a bench. But the cages were all around the platform like a stage, you know. But I was scared in case one of the lions would come over under my seat. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I know, I know you'd laugh, yeah. <laughs> Find it hilarious, Podrick. Uh, did you throw them a bone? I did, wow, did that there. <laughs> John Paul, you were saying that you used to even check under the seats because you were worried. That in there case might be a lion would come up and under, you know. That would be an exciting circus. No, I would not. I would run like hell. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can uh, you imagine if all the headlines were out with all the people in the circus? I know, sure, they would eat you alive. They'd be out of control. Uh-huh. I, I wouldn't be there. I would, you, know. <laughs> you wouldn't want to be a zookeeper then? Um, I'd like, I, I like going to zoos and that there. But particularly, you know, in the wild, I don't like um, when, you know, elephants and other ones other animals like deers are in the water in africa in case crocodiles will come up mm-hmm. and i kind of switch off from that uh, it, 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 it freaks me out a bit yeah nature's a scary thing isn't yeah. it? and you just have to let them get on with it when yes, it's in the uh-huh. wild uh-huh. well i can understand what you're saying about circus animals i think it's important to say that i'm sure many circuses and shows would treat their animals very well do all the right things but i do understand that some people just don't feel comfortable just don't like performing animals uh-huh. um and there's probably a lot of people maybe that feel like that john paul uh-huh okay so podrick would you tell us please about what you would like to put into room 101 to do with animals i would like to put dice with horns into the room 101 i like most animals i i want went into the bees because I thought if only they were in the apple would I put into the bees that day. 
I was going for a walk and tired. I ran away when I thought it. The ball ran knocked me down. I was bruised and boat and dipped into the bow. Do I have to do the home for a day? So, Podrick, you were strolling about in a field one day with some cows and this bull had been put in there then? Yeah. And you didn't know he was there? No. And was it scary when he was chasing you? A day bed, yeah. And he knocked you over and you ended up covered in what? Boo. <laughs> in cow poo? Yeah. That wasn't very nice, was it? No. <laughs> I can imagine your parents' face when you came home covered in that. Well, my mum and my dad telling me that my mum and my dad telling me, oh, why do why do why do it in that face that the people in there? <laughs> yes, you're right. Probably wasn't a good idea to go in there, but I'm sure you paid for it because you probably smelled lovely for days afterwards. <laughs> Fresh country air. <laughs> no way, I doubt. I'm sure it was very venting, but you wanted to get out, you know. Yeah, and I, I, I did. I want drain it one way, and then people stop me. That was probably a very scary experience. I just wanted to add that no one should ever go into a field of cows without the farmer knowing or being there, because they might think you're going to hurt them, and then they try to defend themselves. But I'm sure your parents were delighted when you came home covered in, we'll say mud yeah. instead of poo, will we? Yeah. <laughs> Mud sounds a bit better. Must have been lovely washing that off and be lovely smell in the bathroom afterwards. First, um, sheets for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gareth, can you tell us what thing really annoys you? What would you like to put into room one hundred and one? Well, uh, as as you probably uh, you probably know already that I live independently and I live in a a, a two story house, so. I actually walk to work every day and then I walk home from work to my house. And uh, every time I walk from my work to my house, there's like a big angry dog that is at the back of some house. And it's normally at the end of the park that I live in. And every time it sees me, it always runs to the fence has its mouth open wide and just bares its teeth and barks and barks and sometimes it jumps up and sometimes it like nearly has a go at me actually now that i think of it i have taken a different route to uh, get back to my house actually every time that i it Every time it was there and I I tried to actually run past, but most of the time it would just sense that I was there. And, uh, you know, it was, it, it's like uh, it was trying to tear the fence down and, like, bite my leg or something. Because, like, I would think nobody would like aggressive dogs, like especially huge dogs. And this one was like a black dogs so it was uh, it was equally as frightening so it was obviously protecting its territory and um, from what I could see every time I was trying to walk past is the the owner was not there to check up on it and uh, 
to see what it was doing. You know, this dog had the whole yard to himself. Um, I remember an experience when I was at school and then I was walking home to my parents' house and then there was a dog there was an open gate to this house and there was this big dog came running out and charging after me and I had to run as fast as I could, run for my life, get to my entrance of my parents' house. So I have been nervous and frightened of big dogs ever since. To me, I think the owner has to have a bit of responsibility there um, to ever, who, whoever is uh, going by to make sure that the gate is locked or there is like a barrier or something that would protect people. I think it's it's very dangerous to have dogs of that nature. That sounds like a scary experience, Gareth. I'm sure there's lots of dog lovers out there who probably don't even realise that their dog's scaring other people and they're just not aware, you know, when they leave the dog and they go out for the day or whatever, that maybe the dog might be scaring someone like you going past. And I'm sure people don't mean it, but they just maybe need to be a little bit more aware of how they look after their dogs. Yeah. I mean, small dogs, small dogs are fine. Most dogs are fine. It's just the big ones that I uh, I have a problem with. Yeah, because they're quite loud as well, aren't they? Yes. Um, Podrick's got a very famous dog. What's your dog called, Podrick? My dog, my dog, doll, Atal. Axel. Yeah. What kind of dog is Axel? All black and then the net all white. And is he a big dog or a small dog? A big dog. Is he? Yeah. Praise. So not no bite or anything. No bite everything and bite everything at the ever the ever the ever done one at the man that I and then brought the we uh doorboy. The boy he brought it he bite he bite the doorboy. <laughs> I suppose that's the kind of dog maybe that gets left in the garden and maybe somebody thinks he's a scary dog, but if they met the dog and he was with you, yeah. then they'd realise that he probably wasn't as scary as you think, but you just don't know. I've met Padraig's dog before. He, he's, he's very lovable and um, he, he does he does work he, quite a bit, so he does out in the garden. Keeps you on your toes. Um, I was going to say, I, Padraig's dog is lovely. He would, it's not like my last dog who would... I would throw the ball to him and then he wouldn't bring it back to me. It's sick in his mouth. So at least Axel does that. I have a wee dog called Bicky Biscuit and uh, we got him from a place called Bright Eyes up in Balnamaller, County Fermanagh. And like dogs can be great companions, but I do understand what Gareth's saying as well. There's just some dogs that you're not sure about. I agree. I agree with Dalf. Um, I agree with Podrick and Gareth. You know, like those guard dogs at petrol stations have Alsatians. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes they're going to break through the gate, you know. Yeah, it can be a, uh-huh. a scary time. Mm-hmm. So having listened to all your choices, that they are hard to choose from, I understand that scary dogs in gardens can make you jump and that maybe the owners need to be more aware of that. I can also see that having a bull run after you in a field is very scary, but it probably doesn't happen to many people, oh. I hope. <laughs> so I think that performing animals, even if they are well taken care of, makes a lot of people feel uncomfortable. So for that reason, I'm putting circus animals into room 101. 
It's a dog eat dog world. <laughs> Other word, who let the dogs out? <laughs> um, okay, so the final subject that we have today is about socialising. John Paul, what annoys you most about socialising? What would you put into Room 101? I would like to put being made to do things that I did not want to do into Room 101. Because people have to learn, like, say if I was asked, like, say, for example, if I was ordered by my friend to get something for her, or I would, at all time I used to have to get her to, you know, she fell on the ground to pick her up. And I say to her, you're quite capable yourself, but I'm kind of a softie. She she would would try and take no for an answer, wouldn't take no for an answer. And they're quite, you think they're, they're going to get their way, even though I do like strong people, you know, like women as well. Um, but I don't like somebody's trying to control you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would put that in. I think like we all have that feeling that you feel like you have to join in with something that you don't want to. Uh Um, But it's fine to say that you don't want to do that Uh uh, because everybody's important and there's certain things that scare people and just wind people up. You know, it's different for everybody. Everybody's different. Uh So I can understand that, John Paul. Uh Um, Podrick, could you tell us what you would put into Room 101? (laughs) I would like to put root daft when you go out into room 101. Don't they that are not very bright. They are very friendly. It, it's for my evening. Okay, so Podrick, the thing that you don't like is that just people just sometimes are just plain rude and they just don't give you a chance to say what you want or just not very friendly and not very patient. Exactly, Louise. Um, I went out the dattles and at the lot and um dumb button and annoy me. I added it too. And I do the I do um the lot and stuff. Don't why the people annoy me that night. On the on the on the end or and on the end of the that I do my mum as well. Yeah, that's not very nice, is it? Because like if you go out for the night and people aren't very friendly to you or just impatient with you and rude. It can spoil your whole evening and just put you in a bad mood. And that's the whole point you were going out. It's because you want to have some fun. Yeah. But, but some people, are, I, want to in, I want to enjoy myself and have a few drinks at it. And, um, and, uh, and I dance and, and dance with my friends. And, and then some people are uh, being rude and being dirty and dummy bowels and... So do you sort of feel that um, if you have a learning disability that people can be ruder and more impatient or you just think that they're just like that to everybody? You're probably right, Podrick, because I think we all come across people that are rude unhelpful when you're trying to buy a drink in a pub or look for your seat at a show and they just don't want to help you and it's very annoying. Gareth, could you tell us what you would like to put into Room 101? Well, firstly, this is not aimed at anybody in particular, but I would like to put people who cancel at the last minute and think you're okay about it uh, into Room 101. Uh, I've had this... Quite a lot of the time now, it's it's sort of been going on for years. Um, so people who who have texted you and who um, who who want to meet up, like it would it could be anything. It could be a walk, it could be for a coffee, it could be 
I can come over to our house or something. And then, you know, as time goes on, sometimes I'm like halfway down. And then they're, they're just like phoning me. And then they're like, oh, sorry, I, I have forgotten that I was meant to meet you. Or something has come up and I'm sorry, we need to put it off to a later date. You know, sometimes they think oh, I'm okay with it. An ongoing um, thing that has happened to me. Um, I'm sort, I was sort of like looking forward to it. And uh, I'm, I was sort of like hyped up for it. And uh, this sort of brings me back down to earth, feel sort of like deflated at the end of the day. So I've sort of been very hard done by. Okay. I think we can all be a bit guilty of letting people down at the last minute, everybody, without thinking about how frustrating it is for them. And we probably all need to have a think about how it feels. Uh, yeah. Um, what do you think about that, John Paul? Um, yes, I can see. I agree. Um, because... Um, I might have done it a couple of times, but I know it can be very annoying when somebody changes their mind. Like, I do it with my mum, and I know it annoys her. And I, try, I should try and keep my word what I'm actually doing. Depends. I think, first of all, it's okay if she, if she thought that was all right. But a lot of the time, it can, can be very annoying, you know. I do it quite frequently, but not all the time, sometimes. Yeah, I uh -huh. suppose other people have probably planned in other things around it too, haven't yes. they? And then if you change it or whatever, it kind of messes up their whole mm. routine of what they were going to do that day. Yes. Um, but I think we're all guilty of doing that sometimes. Almost as if this person is not important to you and they feel that there's more important things going on, going on in their life. And so that's why they cancel. Mm. I think, yeah, I think sometimes it's not really that maybe people think of it that way. I know that's how it feels, but I don't think the person doing it probably thinks that. You know, they don't they don't mean that, but I know that doesn't help you if you were planning on going somewhere and you were looking forward to it. Um, okay, it's time to decide who's going to win the competition. So before we sort of announce who's won the round of socialising for Room 101, it is annoying when people try and make you do things that you don't want to do mm -hmm. and people should respect your choice. But then again, sometimes it makes you try something new that you might actually enjoy mm -hmm. sometimes. It's also very annoying when people let you down at the last minute when you're looking forward to going somewhere. But I think that there is never an excuse for rude staff when you go out somewhere. And that maybe those people need to look for a new job. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, I am going to put rude staff when you go out into room 101. Somebody is tying the laces, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Podrick's, Podrick's having a quick break here. He's tying his laces, but you can't, you can't see that. You'll have to imagine it. But, um, so I'm pleased to tell you we've reached the end of the straw buzz route does 101. So thanks for telling us about some of your least favourite things. I'm sure some of our listeners will be sitting at home thinking, yes, I don't like those things too, especially dentist drills or getting covered in cow poo. I'm sure none of us, <laughs> none of us would like that. Um, so at the end of Room 101, there's always a winner. And the winner is the person who gets the most of the things they don't like put into Room 101. Podrick won the last round of socialising uh, for rude staff. 
So although all three of you were worthy contestants in today's podcast, our winner is Podrick. Podrick. So we have to go. Oh. Woo! The crowd goes wild. So um, congratulations. I'm afraid you don't get a prize, just the glory. You get a prize of meeting us later for coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Does he get uh, a free coffee? Uh, 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 well, I will we'll, I'll, we'll t- take him downstairs to the sandwich cone. I think he might get a free coffee, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> As a prize. So we've come to the end of today's podcast by the Straw Buzz Group. We hope you've enjoyed listening to us and we'll go away thinking about what things you would put into Room 101. All that's left is for me to say it's goodbye from me. <laughs> goodbye from me, John Paul. And it's goodbye from me. Thanks for joining us and we hope to have another podcast out soon. Goodbye. Bye. So long. Thank you very much for having us today. I enjoy it. Thank you very much, Louise. I really appreciate it as well. Thank you very much, Louise. This is, was a very much entertaining uh, episode. Um, oh, that's lovely. Thank you very much for all of the thank yous. Um, and have a nice coffee. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you.